Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday, February 11th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and hopefully Marcel will join me in a little bit. Um, he says he's on his way home. He just messaged me. Give you guys an update. So I want to do the Bellator preview. Um, I'm just going to make sure if Marcel's able to do that with me, because I think it'd be cool for him to do it with me. He's just at his full-time job right now, so he's on the way back. Um, hopefully he gets back to you in a few minutes. But I do want to go through that tournament because, man, it's pretty freaking sweet. Like, it's pretty sweet. Eight, eight great – I wouldn't well, – I don't know if it's, I should say eight great fighters because one of the guys I literally never heard of until yesterday, which probably says more about me, if anything. But I like this card a lot, man. I like this tournament a lot, I should say. It's solid. And a lot of people were complaining about some of the matchups and stuff, but I think they did a pretty good job. I mean, it's hard. There's always going to be someone complaining about the fights. Every tournament that's ever been done in the history of MMA, like it's Strike Force tournament people complained about because Fedor fought Bigfoot in the first round, and everyone's like, why did they fight in the first round? Why didn't uh, you know Bigfoot fight someone else in the first round? Or Fedor fight someone else, not Bigfoot. Why didn't he fight Overeem? Why didn't we see that fight? So it's like it's like they can't win because in that case, Scott was like, okay, we're gonna try to hopefully get a Fedor versus Overeem final. I think that was the plan back then. And then of course, Overeem, he had this fight with Verdun like ten years ago, which which was a really hyped up fight. It was supposed to be Gina Carano's return on the same card, and he had this terrible fight with Verdun Overeem did. But he went to the UFC afterwards. They brought him in. He fought Brock Lesnar. So he got obviously taken out of that tournament. And of course, we know Daniel Corey went in and took his spot. So, yeah, I mean, right now, some of the brackets might look a little funny, but the odds of this, of all eight men even making it through the end, I don't even think are that high. Like, I know Bellator has accomplished a few tournaments in the past without any alternates, I guess, needing entry. But, like, the thing with Bellator is, like, some of these tournaments take two years to do. Like, the Featherweight tournament is taking two, over two years, I think, to do. And it was a great tournament, great idea. It's not their fault that COVID-19 happened and delayed it. But, I mean, I hope that this tournament doesn't take that long. That's all I'll say. But, again, we're going to wait a few minutes, guys, to talk about it because I want Marcel's thoughts. So, he said he's on his way home, so hopefully soon. I'm here till 11. So, in the meantime, we can do some news and stuff. If you guys are in the chat, throw, throw me a message in there. Let me know that you're alive, that you're, that you're awake. We're here on Thursday morning. We're going to talk about the Bellator light heavyweight tournament in a few minutes, but I do want to talk about just like some news, I guess, uh, beforehand. We can even do some Bellator news quickly off the top because they did announce some fights uh, for that card. Let me pull it up here on their Twitter just to make it easier for everyone. And they got some nice fights coming up, man. You know, I got to give Bellator some credit because we really had no idea what they were doing. And it, it seemed like almost like it, it was like, have they forgotten about their promotion? And then they go in there and they, they announce some great fights. So let's go through some of them here. This one looks pretty solid. Right. Should be good. The rematch between Pitbull and Emmanuel Sanchez. So this is on the April 2nd card. First fight was really good. First fight was super close. Actually, looking back, it was a unanimous decision for, for uh, Pitbull. But I remember watching that fight and a lot of us were like, wow, this fight really could go either way. Emmanuel Sanchez is not a household name by any means. He's kind of just a guy, do I think, to a lot of casual fans probably. But to many of us who have watched him in Bellator over the years, 
this guy's good, and he comes from a good camp, Rufus Sport, and he looked incredible in his last fight. I thought, I thought he looked fantastic. So he's getting better, and that's the scary part of this guy. Right now, he's thirty years old. He's twenty and four. He's won seven in his last eight. The only loss in that stretch to Pitbull. His only losses in Bellator are to Pitbull, Vaishal, and Curran, all by decision. Three, four, or two of them are uh, champions or former champions, and then one was a good fighter as well. So he is a solid fighter, guys. Uh, I wouldn't sleep on him completely. You know, he's coming off back-to-back wins over Vaishal and Claxton. That Vaishal fight was a hell of a war. It went five rounds. It was a great fight. The problem is that Pitbull is just an absolute beast. I've always liked Pitbull, and I still do, you know. They even mentioned on a broadcast the other day, they were like, Pitbull's the greatest Bellator bread fighter of all time. It used to be Michael Chandler. That's what everyone used to always say. Michael Chandler's the best Bellator created fighter, even though he had his first fight in Strike Force, by the way. But they all think that he's a Bellator homegrown talent. I mean, basically he is, because most of his fights took place there. But I think Pitbull kind of overtook him when he knocked him out, you know, and, and as good as Chandler is, and you guys know I really like Michael Chandler. I think Pitbull's like just on the same level, if not even higher. Like I think he could be even higher tier than Michael Chandler. And he did beat him head to head and he's won fights in two weight classes. He's actually champion in two weight classes. So the guy's phenomenal. Uh, I do expect him to be a sizable favorite for this fight. Obviously he was last time. I think he was like probably minus three or 400. I, I haven't, I, I, I didn't double check, but that's what I think it was. And I expect the line to be probably somewhat similar. I mean, to be fair to Pitbull, like, Throughout his career, there hasn't been always a ton of uh, respect to his name, I would say. Like when he fought Chandler, he was an underdog, for instance. Uh, he fought a lot of these guys, he was an underdog. And he won a lot of fights as a dog, including numerous championship fights. And there's been numerous fights where it looked like he was down and out and came back and won, like the Daniel Feistel fight, for instance, the first time they fought. So the guy's a, the guy's a stud. Uh, I fully expect him to win this fight. I just think that Sanchez is extremely underrated by casual MMA fans. and. He doesn't have a big name, but, you know, he'll make it a competitive fight. The first fight is very competitive. I will watch that fight back in preparation for this one. My initial lean would obviously be towards Pitbull, like all of us will, but I just think it's going to be probably more competitive than some people think. Now, I'm going to go through the uh, heavyweight fights whenever Marcel comes in here, hopefully soon. But in the meantime, there's another fight here that I really like. May 7th, Belter 258. Juan Archuleta against Anthony Pettis, or excuse me, Sergio Pettis, not Anthony Pettis, Sergio Pettis, for the 135-pound title. Uh, love this fight, too. Makes a lot of sense. I actually thought that uh, they'd fight the last time out, but Archuleta fought Patchy Mix instead and won the belt from him. Archuleta right now, looking at his resume, I mean, it's, it's, it's really good. You know, it's another guy that you wonder why the UFC never gave him a call because he had so many wins in the regional scene in uh, California and Gladiator Challenge and, and King of the Cage. The guy had an 18-1 record and then Bellator signed him. And he's looked good in Bellator. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Look at his resume in Bellator, 7-1. The loss to Pitbull at a higher weight class, by the way. He is a band weight. He's fought at lightweight and featherweight too, but he's a band weight. And man, I, I like this guy. And, and not only that, but I think that, you know, he's shown a lot of like confidence lately too. Like if you look at his social media, the guy's really like peacocking it, which I like. So he's got a lot of confidence in his game right now, man. And it's hard to say, uh, hard to see why. Uh, not hard to see why. Because you look at his last couple wins, very impressive. Corrales and then Patchy Mix. And he pretty much dominated both those guys. They're both very good fighters in Baltimore. So I, uh, I think that Archuleta is awesome. Now, Pettis definitely is an interesting opponent for him. Pettis, very experienced. He's actually the younger guy here by four years. 
Um, even though he's been around forever, Pettis was in the UFC back in 2015 and never made his debut. So he was fighting at the highest level of the sport when he was 19 years old. I mean, the guy has been around for a long time. Obviously, the brother of, of Anthony, who's in PFL's tournament, who could win that million dollars. This could be a big year for the, the Pettis family. It, uh, Sergio, he's on a three-fight win streak right now. He uh, is coming off back-to-back wins of Bellator over Ricky Bendeas and Alfred uh, Kashakian, former Contender Series guy. Overall, in the UFC, he had a pretty good record. It was three, eight, nine, and uh, five. So the guy was solid. He got released because I don't even think it was really a straight release. His contract was done, and and they were like, okay, go see what's out there. He got a great deal from Bellator. Also, I think at that point, the UFC wasn't like 100% on the flyway. Like, I think they are now for the most part. So, you know, you go look at Pattis and – yeah, he had some losses to end his UFC run, but again, he lost to Sakudo. He lost to Formiga, who at the time was great, and and Rob Font, who's still like really he's actually a top five guy right now. So not only that, but he beat Brandon Moreno, he beat Joseph Benavides, he beat Tyson Nam. I mean, the guy is good. This is a this is a good fight. I gotta favor Archuleta again. I know he's they're gonna be the chalk probably be a small favor here if I had to guess. But he's never really a huge favorite. I think in the last fight he might have been an underdog against uh uh, patchy Nicks, but either way, he he is great. He is good, man, and and he's training with TJ Dolshaw. And we've seen TJ's pictures lately. He looks amazing. Can't wait for him to come back. Although I don't think he should be fighting for the belt, but I'm excited for his return. Either way, although again, I have questions about his past steroids and stuff. Marcel tells you to be here in about eight minutes, guys. So whenever he gets here, I'm going to throw it up on uh, on Twitter and let other people know. But he'll be here, and then we'll go through the uh, tournament together. Now let's see what else I got here. In the meantime, all right, let's do some other news here. I'm going to close this window for now. Okay, so again, Marcel will be here in seven, eight minutes. Uh, a few pieces of news we're able to talk about. Habib Nurmagomedov spoke to the media in Russia. I watched the uh, the press conference. It, it did have subtitles, which was nice. Um, Eagle Fighting Championships is his promotion. It used to be called Gorilla Fighting Championships. He was there. They asked him about his upcoming meeting with Dana White, which he confirmed. He will be speaking to Dana before the end of the month, I believe in Vegas. Habib said, he's basically like, if you guys watch it, he's like the politest, nicest guy. He's got great manners, but he was basically like, you know, Dana's my friend. When we go to Vegas, I have tea with him and coffee and drinks. That's basically what he was saying. He's like, the media doesn't need to know everything we talk about. That's what I thought was really funny because he was like, please, guys. He's like, you don't need to know every detail. Having said that, what I'm going to tell him, and he goes and starts talking about it. He said, uh, we're going to go there and we're going to talk to Dana and say basically, um, you know, we don't want this division to be drung along by us. And I do believe he will vacate the belt at the end of the month. So that's, that's, I mean, I think that's what all of us are thinking at this point. He did say that he understands Dana's point of view. He said, I've told Dana, you know, I don't have the heart for this anymore. Having said that, I respect Dana White because of his business uh, acumen. And, you know, I understand why Dana White wants to bring you back. So he'll listen to him. It's like a respect thing. Like, he really respects Dana and... <laughs> I mean, you can see why Dana White's ma- helped make him millions. I mean, it's been him in the cage doing all the work, but Dana White's giving him the platform and, and obviously the contract. So, you know, the guy's incredible, but I, I do think that in, in a lot of time we need to like lay off this guy a little bit too, you know, especially in the wake of his father passing a few months ago, everyone was accounting him. Lay off the guy I means he's been through a lot lately, but you'll make his decision soon. I just don't expect him to be in the favor of him returning to Octagon anytime soon. I'm going to join, uh, get these uh, comments. Uh, Kevin Scott, hey, what's up? He says, I uh, couldn't join this week. Just wanted to agree with Marcel and the TJ discussion. I understand TJ's a bigger name, might draw better, but that shouldn't influence our opinions at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
And I'll talk, maybe talk about it in a second. I want to get Marcus's comment. I missed this, Marcus. Sorry. He said, are you surprised Dana is not stripped could be by now? No. I'm not. And I, I think it's a respect thing, too. He's going to let him vacate the belt. I don't think it'd be like a John Jones thing where, you know, he uh, hit that pregnant woman and, and broke her arm in that, in that hit and run. Then they stripped him. That's a different situation. Like, Habib's never done anything wrong. Like, he's been – he did everything right. Habib's always got the right answers. He's he's the kind of guy that you want to really build the image of, I think, any, any sporting uh, promotion or any event around. Like, this guy is – he's just such a great guy, man. He really is. Like, during the interview yesterday – he starts talking. Someone asked him about some like Instagram post he made with some poem or something. And he starts going off on this, on this tangent about how young people are not taking school seriously now. And he's like, you know, when I was 14 years old, my father said, you know, you have to finish your studies, then you can train. And he said he, his dad was training other guys, Abdul Nap. He was training other young fighters. And these fighters were talking to Habib and saying, you know, you're going to be a teacher one day. He said, no, I want to be a fighter, but I want to do my school first. And he says that, you know, young fans... Uh, we need to change our future generations. People need to start having more of an interest in education and studies, which I thought was phenomenal. I mean, the guy is, he's the real deal, man. He's, he's the full package when it comes to a role model. And uh, I, I think at this time, you know, he he's not going to fight again. So, you know, and I hope when this happens that everyone's not calling him like a wimp and stuff, that he's like quitting and, and running away from Connor and Dustin and stuff. We already beat those guys. The truth is, you know, he promised his father and mother he wasn't going to fight again. And he did for us when he fought Gaethje. He did it out of respect for the fans. But I think at this point, he, unless it's that GSP fight, which his father and him were very much in discussion about, I don't think he'll do it, man. I'm going to grab some comments here again. Cameron Miller, he's done everything right besides jumping the fence at D21. I mean, that was a mess. I was at my buddy's house for that. Um, I remember watching it. A bunch of friends were – a few few journalists, too, that you guys might recognize. But uh, – we're all like, oh man, great, great win. And then he jumps the fence and we're like, oh, is he going to lose his belt? <laughs> he's going to get stripped. That could have been the time he got stripped. That's the only time really. But otherwise he's been a role model. Um, Kevin, uh, just to talk about you and, and the, the, the uh, Corey saying anything, you said if they sell a thousand or one million, I don't care. I just want to see great fights. Yeah. So that, that's actually the next thing I want to bring up quickly here, the San Diego thing. We had, we had the discussion, obviously you guys heard it. You, you guys know where I'm staying. I think he should get the title, the title shot. I mean, he's coming off back-to-back flying knee and spinning wheel kick knockouts. Like, how do you, how does it get better than that? It can't, right? So I think he should be next in line for the belt. But I did want to hear uh, Cole's argument. And I, and I agree with Cole. I mean, he's right, too. I think Marcel and Cole are both right. I'm in the middle a little bit, which is fine. They're at odds with each other here. But, um, you know, I think they're both right. I think Cole's right in that that's the biggest fight. From a promotional point of view, that's the fight they want to make probably. But from Marcel's point of view, who's deserving – it's not him, you know. Now, uh, I wouldn't be surprised either way. And now Corey Sagan's actually out there saying, I'll fight TJ if I have to, or I'll fight Cody Garbrandt. So that's the only fight he'll take. You'll get a title shot or those two guys. And, uh, you know, if he beats either Garbrandt or Dillashaw, he obviously deserves a title shot. I think he already does. I mean, look at his did. It's been amazing. Marcel's here, guys. The big man is here. Hey, Marcel, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, man? Marcel's got a... With your handle, uh, okay? Sorry, I didn't catch what you said. Are you are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, put uh, just retweet it so if you don't mind, just to get some more people in here. You okay? Yeah, for sure. You're at work, huh? Yeah, just finished, man. But uh, it's it's freezing and snowing outside, and we have the sun at the same time, so it's uh, very tough this week. <laughs> that sucks, man. 
Um, well, I'll, hopefully you can make you feel a little better, buddy. We're going to talk about the Bellator Grand Prix in a minute here. I know that you want right. to talk about that. Um, I just want to answer one of Kevin's questions in the chat, and then we'll get to it. I'm just going to uh, I'm just tweeting it out, Marcel. Break down the uh, Bellator Light Heavyweight Grand Prix. I love the tournament, man. Yeah, it's right. cool, man. I just tweeted Marcel. If you don't mind retweeting Marcel, because I know your fans obviously are waiting for you. Yeah, um, let me check. Let me I'm telling you, man, you got a lot of fans, dude. You got to start your own Patreon like Kaposa did. Now Pitbull is helping him out too, which is awesome to see. I don't know if you saw that. That was cool. I'm gonna get yeah, your question. Sure. Yeah, I'm gonna get your question, Kevin, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about the uh, the the, um, the bracket. Kevin says, when you break down fights, in what order do you pay attention to the following? Resume, styles, intangible, measurables, gut feeling, anything I'm missing? That's a great question. I think for me, it's like all those stuff, man, for sure. I I really hate looking at a fight and being like, I think this guy's going to win, even though I do that all the time. I just hate doing it because it, literally both fighters can win in the sport. Like there's so many ways to win. It's not boxing where you can only win one way. Really. There's so many different methods of victory. So there's a lot of those things, man. All, everything you said, Kevin, and more, you know, I, I, I guess I'd have to write down the method to my madness. But, you know, for me, I guess I, I'll look at best fight odds. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of get my initial leads. Then I'll dig into the research. I'll, I'll look at tape, I'll, especially for the newcomers, because I've never seen them before. I'll look at tape. But all the physical stuff, the resume, and also gut feeling for sure. Because sometimes, for instance, Michael Chandler had a shorter reach. You guys know I love the reach. But I just – I really liked what I've seen from him, and I thought I could catch Hooker, and he did. So it's one of those things, man. But sometimes they're completely wrong too, you know. Um, Marcus is asking about the tournament. Let's talk about it, Marcel. Let's talk about this tournament. Um, I really like this uh, – let me, let me pull up the bracket here. What were, what were your initial thoughts when they announced the tournament the other day? I thought, why the hell is Musashi? <laughs> because you know, the broke. thing is, Marcel had messaged me earlier in the day, and he said, um, I think I heard Musashi's going to be in it. That's what you told me. And yeah. I was like, awesome, because he's great. And then what happened? What did you hear? So, um, well, we, we heard that uh, Musashi was in it, that, uh, let's see, Romero was in it, Johnson was in it, Beta was in it, and Machida was in it, I think. That's what we heard. And um, we didn't know about uh, Namco for sure, but we figured he was in it as well as, as the defending champion, you know. But, uh, yeah, we were surprised when that uh, Giga wasn't in it. And um, he's, uh, Scott Coker said something like uh, he, 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 didn't, he couldn't make the way to 205 or something. What? But uh, but uh, something weird in that man definitely because Gegard said in many interviews lately that he wants to go to two hundred five you know so right. that's probably not the real reason I don't know the real reason I have my thoughts about it but I don't know so yeah it's a, that's pretty disappointing to me honestly because I think that would be fun if Musashi was in the tournament as well you know oh yeah but, uh, I, mean, I thought uh, he would have been too like I think there was a chance you know I actually remember I did an article for. Uh, and Jose says, good morning. Hey, Jose. I did an article for uh, MMA ratings like a few months ago, Marcel. My my uh, editor messaged me yesterday. He's like, dude, you got almost all these matchups right. Like I had most of them, right? I, mm -hmm. I think I didn't have Musasi because I had a prospect in there. Right? And Glickis, the guy from Contender Series. Yeah. yeah. I had him in it because I thought that a guy like that deserves a shot, you know? Because if you look You're at probably, it, probably, right? probably they an alternate. Yeah. Yes. I think they'll do an alternate fight. I don't know if they announced it, but I'm assuming it'll be him and uh, – like Anthony Edwards, I think, is a really good prospect, right? I think we'll do two alternate fights. Two so, alternate uh, fights. Yeah. For each bracket, right? For each side. Pro probably, yeah. And it could happen. I mean, Marcel, remember when Cormier, I was talking about this earlier, when he won the Strikeforce tournament, he came in as an alternate when Overeem was signed to the UFC. So 
there's a possibility that I, I doubt it because I'm, I'm sure they lock these guys in the deals as far as that happening, but someone could get injured or COVID-19. Someone could easily get COVID and this, and this their fight could, their million dollar run could end like that. Definitely right now, man. I mean, it's, it's probably the, yeah, it, it sounds pretty bad, but it's the best, the best thing to be an alternate at the tournament right now because you have a huge chance you, you get into the tournament. Yep, I agree. All right, let's look at the bracket here. I'm going to pull it up. Um, just in, in case people didn't see, I'm sure everyone did already, but that's it. There we go. So you can't really see the names too well, but we, we can talk about these. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about uh, – let's answer Marcel's que- or, um, Marcus's question. His question was, what do you think about matching up these two guys in the bottom right here, Anthony Johnson and Yoel Romero? I love it, Marcel. Or, uh, yeah, I love – and Marcus. I love it, both guys. The thing is, for me – you can't guarantee that you'll have that final. So you might as well just do the biggest fight for the fans. They're not just doing a tournament, guys. They're also trying to sell Showtime subscriptions. They were The whole thing was a commercial for Showtime. It was like $5 for the next six months or whatever. That's what they're trying to do here. They need big fights like this. Bellator needs big fights right now. They If they had did Anthony Johnson versus like, I don't know, Machida or something instead, and Romero versus like that the guy who's fighting Corey Anderson, no one would really be interested. But because they're fighting each other, I think it's a great fight. I personally like it, Marcus. I understand the argument that, you know, you're arguably getting rid of the the final in the first round. But there was no guarantee that both these guys were going to make it to the end. They are favored to win uh, by a lot of people, uh, Marcel. Like a lot of people think one of these two guys will probably win the tournament from from this matchup. But... I'm telling you guys, don't sleep on the other people on this, on this tournament. Don't sleep on, on the champ, Nemkov. Don't sleep on this new guy that we don't even know how to pronounce his name. Don't sleep on these guys. Anyone can win this tournament. Um, but as far as this fight goes, Marcel, we do have odds for this fight. Uh, Yoel Romero, I, I believe, is a small favorite in this fight. Let me pull that up. But I think when I saw last time, he was actually uh, a small favorite to win. Let me see if it's up here. He is minus 130 and Johnson's plus 100. So, again, don't give your pick or anything, but any thoughts on this fight? Yeah, man. I mean, I would have made a fight as well. I mean, you know, imagine you match up Anthony Johnson with, uh, let's say, Corey Anderson, and you match up Romero with uh, Yakshi Muradov, and uh, both guys come through, but one guy gets injured, for example, you know, and you can't make that fight. So uh, it's a good thing. Bellator should make this fight. It's a big fight. Um, I think it should headline an event. It's a co-main event. Kind of weird, you know, to me. Yeah. But, um, I mean... Yeah, why not? And it's good that the that the quarterfinals are close to each other. You know, yeah. it's only one week in between, so um, it it feels more like an actual tournament than they did with featherweight tournament, which was like uh, uh, ten months each other from every uh, for every single uh, quarterfinal. No, it wasn't meant to be like that, but it happened. You know. Yeah. So. Um, it, it's a good thing. I, I like the matchup, so uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, l- let's say I like three matchups. One that's not really my. Why I, think I, right I, I, I think I have a guess on what that is, but I'll, I'll wait a second because I want to get these yeah. comments here. Cole's here. Hey, Cole, how's it going? He said, "Just copying your quick to say there's no way for Canadian viewers to watch it." I did see that clip, Cole. I don't know the the reporter, but I think he he's a Toronto-based guy, which I surprisingly don't know. But he had said he had asked Scott afterwards, and Scott said they're figuring something out. He's talking to a few TV stations, so I don't know if you saw that, Cole, but. There could be some good news, but right now, yeah, and Kevin's like, you guys don't have Showtime. We don't have Showtime. We used to have something called Super Channel, which used to show the Showtime fights. I used to watch Strike Force on every weekend. So we did used to have something that showed it, but I don't know what now. Um, 
Bellator is even hard. It was impossible to watch last year. So I have no idea what they're going to do this year. But I, I'll be honest, if they made it impossible for us in Canada to watch it without reverting to legal means, that's embarrassing. Like they need to find a way to put it on TV. There's no doubt. TSN or Sportsnet or whatever. Cole's not a fan of the Friday nights. I actually don't mind the Fridays. I know you're saying Cole, he, he, he's like, he liked the Thursday and Saturday, Marcel, because he likes having a, a night off to go out with his friends. I understand that, Cole. I'm okay with the Friday nights. It, 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 Bellator did Fridays for years. Then they switched to Saturdays. But I like the Fridays. What do you think, Marcel? The main card start time is horrible, man. That's it's three, too late, though. Three, I agree with that. 3 a.m. over here. Yeah, it's too late. That, that just sucks. He said it's 9, 9 p.m. Yeah. And, and here's the other thing about Bellator, Marcel. Yeah. there's a lot of fluff during their broadcast. Like there's a lot of talking in between the fights yeah. and their broadcast lasts like three, four hours for like three, five, three fights sometimes. That's what I don't like about it. There's too much to have the show part of it. They like, just need to get the, to the freaking fights, man. Man, even the, the, what's it, the press last, last night was, was, was very, it was bizarre, right? very long. Yeah, it, it took very long. They they gonna in depth about the featherweight uh, Grand Prix. Nobody gives a shit, yeah, man. I Everybody know. knows that already. Dude, that, that know, tournament so... started like three years ago. Like, when did it even start? Yeah. Two years ago. Two years ago. But it's like, and I hope that doesn't happen here, Marcel. I really hope there's not another COVID issue or whatever, where it's this tournament doesn't finish until these guys are in, in the nursery homes because some of these guys are getting pretty old, man. <laughs> a few <laughs> of these guys like Machida and stuff. Actually, let's get to that one here. Um, Waleed Raid. Hey, how's it going, man? He says. What do you think about Bader competing at light heavyweight? He likes him better at heavyweight. He says he's going to go back to heavyweight after this fight. He's not being stripped. Now, it depends what happens. Because if he beats Machida and moves on, they might have to make a decision about an interim belt, according to Scott Coker. I don't know who would fight for that belt. But, you know, Bader hasn't defended it since uh, the Chia Congo fight where it was the eye poke, no contest. So it's been a while. As far as this rematch goes, this is one of the fights I did predict. I did call for this fight. I like this rematch personally. And I'll tell you why. Because the first fight... Nine years ago, in August 2012, remember the fight very well. It was on the Shogun Brandon Vera card. That card was great, by the way, great card. This was one of the, the co-main event, I believe. And I remember this because I remember I used to be on the UFC uh, media calls, and I remember asking Dana White, "Who's getting the next title shot against John Jones? Who's going to get it? Is it going to be the most impressive guy?" And he said, "Yeah, it is." So he said, "It's going to be the most impressive." And uh, and later that night, Machida ended up being the most impressive, even though he was in the co-main event and Shogun was the main event. So Machida went out there and knocked out Bader, who rushed in and got caught. He was a big favorite then. Nine years later, now Bader's a huge favorite. So the, the odds have completely flipped, Marcel. Everyone thinks Bader's going to steamroll him here. I'm not, I'm not 100% convinced. I don't know if he's the same guy at 205 that he is a heavyweight. I think that his chain looked a lot really shaky in the fight with Nemkov. Machida's a very technical striker. Listen, Bader with the wrestling probably does win this fight, Marcel, but... We, we've seen him fight, and Machida knocked him out. So I think people are kind of writing off Machida a little bit. He is the biggest underdog in this tournament. He's plus 3,000. What's your thought, uh, thoughts on, on this fight? Yeah, man, you're going to hate me for this because this is the fight I really don't No, care this is about, the one I thought. Honest. I figured this is the one you're sure. like, by the way. I, I, I did I figure mean, this is the one. Go ahead. I think Vader will, will cruise to a, the unanimous decision win in this one. It's five uh, rounds, too, right? we got to mention that. It's five rounds. Yeah, and that's even worse for Machida, I think. So, think so okay. I think... Yeah, I think Beta Cruz is to unanimous decision win. Maybe some ground and pound, I don't know. But I think um, I think Mashida's best days are behind him, man. And there's no disrespect to the guy. He, he has been an amazing guy in, in MMA. Yep. So um, nothing against him. But I, I, I don't see Beta losing this at all. I, you guys can can trash me all you want if, if Beta somehow loses this fight. But 
I don't think it will happen. I, I got Bader, unanimous decision win. I mean, I'm looking at the odds right now. He's a, okay, something's wrong with the odds here because two books have different odds. Bet Online has Bader at minus 350, which I think is correct. And then William Hill has Machida at 350. So that must be a mistake uh, if I had to guess. I think he, it is minus 350 for Bader. So he's a big favorite, Marcel. I'm just saying, because remember the first time they met, dude, and no one gave Bader a shot in that fight. And the odds for that fight, oh, Machida closed at minus 370, and Bader was the plus 230 dog. So it's literally flipped odds nine years later. And, of course, that's a long time. Bader's probably going to win this fight. I'm just saying, like, I think people are writing off Machida. Like, he is the odds-on biggest underdog in this whole tournament. I'm not so sure about that. I get these comments here. Tyler says, all the tournament fights uh, five rounds. Yes, they are. I believe they are, Marcel. Yeah, five, yeah right? 100%. Yeah. JCSO, greetings, nerds and virgins. What's going on, man? <laughs> He's talking about you, Marcel. I have a kid coming, <laughs> so I'm not a virgin anymore, guys. Uh, JCSO, Bellator tournament got me hyped. Dude, I think it's great, man. I think it's great. Like, this is what they need, Marcel. They needed something like this. Everyone's – Bellator's almost become a, a, like a butt end of a joke in MMA in many ways. Like, people joke about Bellator. I think this is what they need to get a little bit more respect, if you have to ask me. Okay, so – oh, <laughs> this is a great question. With USADA on the picture, how juice do you expect Rumble and Yalda to be? Um, I mean, they, they're supposed to do some <laughs> drug testing at the Mohican Sunday said they're supposed to be. Uh, you know, Rumble hasn't fought in four years, so who knows what he's been doing. I think he's just been smoking a ton of weed from what I've seen. He's a huge pawhead. He's doing like a – he's got a marijuana business now. Great. Good for him. I'm mean, happy for the guy. Um, I don't – I don't – I hope that doesn't <laughs> – if he test positive for marijuana, that would be stupid. I hope not. It could happen. I, I don't know how the Mohegan Sun handles marijuana cases. I'm just saying, because if you look at his Instagram, it literally is all weed. It's not like I'm just bringing this up. Like, he's very well open about it. So hopefully there's nothing wrong with that. Imagine that, Marcel. He goes in there and knocks out Romero. You over, and then it's like Anthony Johnson test positive for marijuana metabolites. And like, <laughs> remember Nick Diaz against Takanori Gomi and Buddy. Exactly. I remember that one. I remember what they said. Keith Kaiser was like, you know, you were you were high. You weren't able to feel any pain. You were immune to pain. I was like, really? That's what happens. You get high. You you, you don't feel pain. <laughs> it reminds me of that scene in that movie, Knocked Up. You ever seen Knocked Up? It's a great movie. You ever seen that one, Seth Rogen? Uh, I don't think so. No. He's like, uh, he was like, uh, oh man, one time like I, I my shoulder popped out. And I just smoked a lot of weed and put it back in. Like it still clicks a bit, but it hurts. It was just a it was a funny joke. Well, you know, um, maybe I should give Seth Rogen another chance. I saw him one time in the Green Hornet, and after that, I I never I seen that movie. Every, no, he's he's got I, some good ones, bro. Knocked up. Okay, I I banned every f movie with Seth Rogen. Four year old virgin so. is a classic, bro. You got to go watch those movies. Okay. This is my favorites. Go watch Four Year Old Virgin, Marcel. You love that movie. Uh, it's it's so funny, bro. I, I I can watch it like and still laugh at it. Let me get some <laughs> comments. Jose says, "Oh, sorry, Jose. That's not about this. I just want to finish this turn uh, tournament first. Um, was there one other fight here?" No, okay. Um, you know, there's two other uh, fights in the bracket. We talked about Machida and Bader. We talked about Johnson and Romero. Okay, let's talk about this one. Corey Anderson, I cannot pronounce his name. Pronounce it. Please tell me his name, and then I'm going to tell a funny story. What's his name? How do you say it? I think Dovletson Yakshimuradov. That sounds pretty good to me, Marcel. I mean, i got to be honest. That sounded good. Okay, so I'm not going to lie. When they did the press conference, I'm watching it. They're like, Corey Anderson. I'm like, okay, cool. Who's going to fight? Then they said this guy. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? I've never heard of him. And Cole messaged me. He's like, who is this guy? I've never heard of him either. He's the ACA champion. So it shows how dumb me and Cole are. We're just North American MMA fans. I'm kidding. I, I think I've heard of him or so, but I, I couldn't recognize him at that moment. And I, when they announced the fight, I was like, 
oh my god, they're just going to do squash matches for everyone. They're going to do squash matches. They're going to put them out to random people. But this guy's not a squash match. In fact, he opened as the favorite in this fight. Yeah, right? I know. Right now, he's actually the underdog. He's plus 110. Yeah. Corey's minus 140, which I think makes more sense, by the way, just because Corey's actually proven himself this level. He was a top five guy in the UFC, Marcel. So having said that, I don't trust his chain at all. And I think this guy can knock him out. What do you think? Yeah, same man. Yakshu Uradov is a good fighter. Um, I've I've seen some of his fights in ACA and or also ACB. Um, he's solid. He has some some heavy wrestling as well, but he can punch, man. He has a one punch knockout, and um, yeah, I think it will be a tough fight for Corey Anderson. Man, stylistically, it's a tough fight, definitely, because uh, Yakshu Muradov has some good wrestling too. I think he's a, he's a, he's also a sambo fighter. Um, he's good. Uh, the people were like, "This is easy fight for Corey Anderson, man. Don't don't put your money just like that on Corey Anderson because you don't know the guy he's fighting. Yeah, do some research, true. and it, it's a tough matchup for him. It, it's it's pretty much a 50-50 fight here, in my opinion. Yeah, and just looking at his record: eighteen five and one. He's a thirty-one year old fighter. He's from uh, Tur- Turkmenistan, so I don't know too many fighters from that region to be honest with you. But if he you was look the at first it, champion from Turkmenistan in MMA. So there you go, yeah. perfect. So the guy Marcel, look at his resume. A lot of finishes, a lot of knockouts. He's also been submitted a bunch too. So he might have a weakness on the ground, if I had to guess. Like, but I have to watch more tape on him. But he is on an eight-fight win streak heading into this fight. And he's got some nice wins there. Um, Carol Solinsky, that's a nice name there, Marcel. And uh, Joaquin Christensen, former UFC fighter, one of your favorites. Who used to fight in the UFC, Marcel, one of your all-time favorites. Didn't he fight George Stanho? Did he fight him? I can't remember. No, that was uh, Christian Colombo. Who Christian Col- <laughs> Sorry. Joachim Christensen, Danish fighter. He uh, he fought Reyes. He fought Antti Gulov. And he fought Henrik De Silva and lost them all. He also beat your other guy, Bohan Mahalovic, or whatever, who fought uh, the Gano guy. Yes. <laughs> the guy from Ser- Serbia, right? Who That's the guy. Gano and Edilov. Yep, that was, yeah. that was tough. And Adolov was a good prospect. I, I too bad about him. But um, now the last fight here, Marcel, Vadim uh, Nemkov right now uh, is a small favorite. Mm-hmm. Only a small favorite, minus one fifty against Phil Davis. So he actually opened at minus three fifty, and the, the odds have dropped a lot. Even though he has a previous win over him, even though he's a champ, I got to be honest, Marcel. I think this is an easy fight for Nemkov. You know, all all respect to Phil Davis. He's a great wrestler. We know that his striking has improved. Good cardio, everything. Nemkov, I think, knocks him out. What do you think? Yeah, definitely, man. Namkov all the way in this one. I think uh, Namkov yeah. is, uh, is is the champion. Is also the big favorite to win this uh, to win this uh, tournament, in my opinion. So uh, yes, I don't see I don't see uh, Davis uh, I don't see Davis winning this one. I, I'm, I'm, I'm let me say honestly, I'm surprised, man, that they put uh, Namkov Davis on the same side of the bracket as Johnson Romero, man. I would just expect to see like the Namkov Davis on the right side. With Corey Anderson and Yakshi Muradov, and on the left side, Johnson Romero and Beda Machida. That was, a, was yeah, a I agree with that. I, that that part I agree with. Yeah, because I feel like the left side of the bracket's weaker. I really do. Yeah, I think too. the right side has got three guys that can win the tournament, and the left side's got one in Bader, maybe. And I don't even know if Bader can win. Like I know Bader beat Rumble a few years ago, so or sorry, Rumble beat him. I mean, so I mean, even that's a tough fight. Yeah, we'll see. Um. The other thing is, though, they're saying April, July, October. I'd be surprised, myself if that's actually going <laughs> to happen. That seems yeah. pretty, like, optimistic, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Same. I think the same. 
All right, let's get to some other questions. Anyone has any more questions about the tournament? Throw them in here. We'll, we'll answer them. But we'll talk about uh, some other things. I had some questions from earlier. We'll get them now. Jose, thoughts on Stipe versus Kane and Kane versus Oprah and fights that never happened. Um, they would have been great fights at the time, I think, but never got to see him. Kane's prime was just not very long. What do you think, Marcel? It's tough to say, man. What time? What time you wanted it to happen? What did you want it to happen one year ago? Did you want it to happen five years ago? You know, I, I don't know what, what, but yeah. I mean, Kane just had too many injuries. You know, I think he could have been the best heavyweight in the UFC, but he had too many injuries. And do you, I mean, uh, prime Stipe against a prime Kane? I don't know. So it's, it's a tough question. Man. It would have been a great fight, actually, especially the, yeah. to see if he would have been able to take Stipe down. I don't know. I mean, Stipe's wrestling is quite good himself. I I, I think if Kane uh, not not would have been so many injured and um, he was more active at heavyweight, we uh, Cormier would have never been a heavyweight champion, probably. Yeah. He would have stayed I, a lot heavyweight. I agree with that. And, and if I'm not mistaken, he's not doing the WWE thing anymore either. I don't think it worked out for him. If I'm not mistaken, it could be wrong, but I think he's just – he's a guy that was just hounded by injuries, man. Yeah. Let me get this question from Jose as well. He says, what's next for the Japanese girl to beat Marcos back in November? She has impressive record in wrestling credentials. What's her name again? Kanaka Murata. Yeah. Uh, she was rising champ? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Or yeah he, she, was, she was also Invicta champ. For yes, 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 yes. Well, any, any news? No, nothing. I haven't heard anything about her lately. So no Kanako Murata, yeah. She was, like you said, Invicta champ. She was in Ryzen. She was in Deep, Pancrase, and now the UFC. She's on a eight-fight win streak as well. So, yeah. And she submitted Angela Magania via Von Fluchok in Japan. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> Kevin Scott, any news on Shevchenko and Drudge? The only thing we've heard on Drudge recently said that she's hoping for like April or May, I think. That's what they're hoping for, Marcel. Yeah, the only thing the UFC is posting about Valentina is uh, Valentine stuff because it's February oh. 14th already. So almost. So I, I haven't heard anything about that. So no idea. That's okay. Um, I talked a little bit about some other stuff earlier when, when I was waiting for you. Like Khabib, he had some comments in Russia. Talked to RT. I don't know if you saw that. Basically yeah. said like, he's like, I have no news for you guys. Like we're going to talk and I'll let you know. Like it, it sure seemed like he's, he's done Marcel, but. We'll see. Also, I don't know if you saw this Glover to share Marcel. He's going to be the backup. Yeah, uh, that's horrible. Sorry to say, that's horrible that he has to be the backup. I agree, dude. I even I wrote the article and I'm like, this guy should have got the title shot. He really should have. Yeah, yeah. Five fight win streak, Marcel. He beat Anthony Smith. He beat Tiago Santos. He is the number one contender. It's isn't it funny how Dana White a few weeks ago was like, we have all the number one contenders fighting for the belt now, but except in this case, Glover doesn't get that. Why doesn't Glover get the shot? Yeah, why would we take Dana White any more serious with, with what he says, man? I mean, the dude says whatever he thinks he says, and uh, it doesn't make sense sometimes. Sometimes it does. Don't get me wrong. But nine out of ten times, I mean, Dana White, I, I, I believe him as much as my five-year-old niece would say something to me. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, here's a question with Kevin. You guys say it's – you guys always say New Year's is near retirement. I think it was more Marcel had – predicted that right you predicted that marcel didn't you predict that yeah predict yeah, that? yeah yeah i don't see it kids are expensive i think she can keep smashing cans and cashing checks i think dana likes her too yeah, yeah but i mean don't you think she already has earned a lot you know plus she has some i think she has some some sweet sponsor deals as well so she she can do 
other stuff, you know, besides the, the fighting, I think, as well. So um, it depends, man. You you got to keep having that drive. You know, Khabib doesn't have the drive anymore to fight. And if Nunez doesn't see any challenges for her anymore in the future, I don't think she will hang around. So, yeah, I don't know. We, should, we will see. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, you know? No, I think, that's a, I think that's a totally fair point. I, I agree with you there. Um, you know, we can go to some, you want to go to some fight announcements on your page, Marcel? You oh, do sure. That? Yeah, Let's sure. Let's do it. Hold up here. All right. I swear to God, when I saw this this morning, I was like, Calvin Gaston got a late replacement appointment? <laughs> I swear to God, bro. Because he looks exactly like him. We got Don Madge against Calvin Gaston Jr. here. I love this fight, dude. This is a great fight. What day is it? March 13th. So that's what Edwards card Kamayev. Don Madge, this fight with Tay Edwards, he looked amazing in that fight. And he, I don't think he's fought since then. Or he fought for, for Aziam, right? For Aziam, yeah. Bro, he's barely fought. I really like the guy, but he needs to be more active. Hack Perez, though, has been a disappointment, arguably. I mean, Marcel, he's been he's lost a few times where he should have won and stuff. Like, he is a good prospect. I think he's still a tri-star. Yeah, he's still a tri-star. So still training with a good gym, but and he's a, he's a king, so he's training with he trains with Kelvin too. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't know they trained together. I thought they just looked like each other. Holy crap. <laughs> I had no idea. What do you think of this fight? It's a good fight, man. I mean, but uh, yeah, Hakparast, um, I like him a lot, but man, he, in the Dober fight, you know, he, he got he got, he got got knocked out. And I think the last fight he was supposed to fight Sarukian. I think he dodged the bullet there. Um, nothing against Hakparast, by the way. Uh, Matt, at that match, match has looked good so far in the UFC, man, but uh, we have to see him against better uh, opposition. And I think this is a perfect fight to see where he stands and where Hakparast stands in the division right now. I think um, it's, it's a fun fight. Uh, two, two pretty much young guys in the UFC, lightweight. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it. I think it's a fun, a fun matchup. And short notice for Akbar Russell Kudustam taking the fight for Guram Kutatawadzi. You told me the other day he was he fell off the card, so that's unfortunate. Yeah. I like that guy, man. He looked good in his fight with the Polish guy. Um, yeah, Gambroth. Yeah, Gambroth. Exactly. Yeah, he looked great. Uh, this is another short notice fight. This is next weekend. This is. Yeah. Pena's filling in for Jay Herbert, which was going to be a banger, by the way. Her Herbert and Close. Um, Pena needs a win here. Close needs a win. This is two guys need a win, Marcel. The loser yeah. could easily be among the 60 guys cut. This is a weird-ass fight, dude, to be honest. This is a real, stylistically a really weird fight. <laughs> um, yeah, difficult to say, man. I won't give my pick here. I have I have some... I have a winner in mind in this one, but... Um, it's kind of a weird stylistic matchup, but I, I think it will be fine. Yeah. I mean, close, I think, will be favored. He's a better wrestler, I guess, on paper, but Pena's got some some skills, man. He's looked good at times. Ji Young Kim against Pollyanna Batello. So she's got one of the better nicknames, Fire Fist. I don't know why she's yeah. called that. She has, does she have any knockouts, but they call her Fire Fist? It's a sweet nickname. I have no idea, to be honest. I just don't no even idea. think she has a knockout. I could be, let me double check. I got I to gotta make sure. I don't want to slag her if she, does, if she actually does. She could be this crazy <laughs> knockout, so I'm, I'm completely forgetting. Ji Young Kim. She has two knockouts in 12 career fights. Actually, sorry, not 12, 14 career fights. <laughs> so I don't really know why she called herself Fire Fist. Oh, it's because she knocked out Kassam. And after that, they got the nickname for Because <laughs> she's okay. knocked out the, the worst woman in that division. I don't know about this fight. I mean, Batello and, and Kim have both been inconsistent. What do you think of this one? Same, like you said, both are very inconsistent. Um, 
Yeah, I think Botello is is more well-rounded than Kim. Uh, Kim got that win against Kish, but I think she lost that fight clearly, in my opinion. Uh, she got that win over Kassam, but yeah, okay. Um, Botello hasn't looked really bad in most of their of her fights, but also hasn't looked very special to me at all. So it's like a low tire, it's strawweight, fly, uh, fly, flyweight, right? Flyweight fight. Um, I have a favorite in this one, but I wouldn't say it because you don't want me to. It's okay if you say a favorite. I just don't want to give a pick right now just because it's so far. I, I, I think Butalio has, uh, has a better chance to win this fight than Jijun Kim. Cool. I need to look into her a little bit more, but I remember when she knocked out Kondo, so she's got some skills. I'm just looking at uh, Kim's UFC resume. And, and by the way, that fight with uh, with Kish was uh, a yeah. borderline robbery, if I, if I remember correctly. And a lot of us were surprised by that one. But, yeah, that was a horrible judge, judging, judge fight. That was not good. I think uh, Kish clearly won that fight. We say that every week, I swear, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this one, I like this fight. And you know what? This, Marcel, this should have been the fight in the first place. Uh, they were calling each other out in the first place. I don't even know why they uh, went and gave him Johnny Walker. I, I prefer this matchup because this is the fight where Jim Crude can prove he's a top 10 guy, uh, which I think yeah. he is. I don't think Anthony is anymore. He looked great in his last fight. Don't get me wrong. He looked amazing as Clark. I cannot forget what happened to Glover. I cannot forget how he got beat by Rocket. He got just beat up badly in those fights, Marcel. Jamie Crude, especially on the ground, is extremely dangerous. Uh, and he's a lot younger. I, I, I got to be honest, man. I like Crude a lot in this fight. What do you think? It's uh, uh, actually Crude gets a replacement. And it's probably a higher-ranked opponent, a, a better if he wins, it's a better win to win against Smith than against Walker, in my opinion, at this moment. Um, yeah, and Crude is good on the ground. We saw that. Um, only lost to Misha Serkinov. Proving that guy, baby, from the Toronto Navy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Smith's overall pretty good. But um, look, he was on the decline, but he looked good against Clark, you know. So... As an intriguing matchup, I think if Crew wins this one, uh, he will likely get a top six opponent next. Uh, and I mean, somebody on a win streak. Uh, Smith uh, won his last fight. He needs to win this fight to to stay in the top ten. I think. I think so too, man. I mean, I, he's there kind of by default right now. That top ten is not the greatest. But the thing is, like, there are so many guys outside the top ten that are pushing these guys now, like Crew, like Jamal Hill, who's number fifteen, like Magomed Ankalev, who's number eleven, like. To me, you know, these guys will take over Anthony Smith very soon. Like, if Ankalev fights him, he would be a massive favorite to beat Anthony Smith right now, you know? So, right yeah. now, Smith is actually ranked number six, Marcel. This is a big step up for Krug, who's number 12. I like the fight for him, though, bro. I got to be honest. But, you know, it's an interesting matchup. And, okay, so it's not, even, it's not five rounds. It's three rounds. Yeah. That makes it uh, a little bit more easy to break down, I guess. Uh, this fight was announced a while ago, wasn't it? It just got officially Yeah, out. it was just, just got official. I, it was verbally agreed for a long, long time. Isn't it crazy how Tiago's going to fight on that card and Glover, who beat him, is just going to wait around and, and see if he can get a fight? Like, why couldn't they have did Glover and Rakic instead? I don't know, man. No idea. Like, Glover's but, not getting but hit. Ti Tiago will at least fight on, this, on the same card as his uh, girlfriend, Yana. Yana's on card, too. It's just, it, I think it, they're engaged now, bro. So they're engaged. Well, yeah. Or am I am I wrong? Are they not on the same card? No, no I think they might be, but I'm just saying they're. I think it's his fiance now. Like they they are uh, they're getting pretty serious. No, uh, I'm an idiot, man. The they're on the wrong. Card. They're on different cards. Okay, no worries. Yeah, you're not an idiot, Marcel. Dude, how could this guy be an idiot? Marcel does more of these fight announcements and 
he's got so many dates in his in his little head there, guys. Like I, I can't blame you, Marcel. You got so many dates in your head, just and fights and announcements, and it's like, like I see the post you put every day, dude. <laughs> you know what? You know what sucks, man. We have now those months with 20, February twenty, February twenty seventh, but March is also March twenty and March twenty seventh. I know. So. Isn't that weird? I keep thinking I'm like this date can't be right. I have to keep double checking. I, I literally yeah. have, I have like OCD for that, man. I'm it just sucks, man. Exact same dates. I know it's random. So we talked yeah. about that one. Um, this fight is happening this weekend. You know, we talked about all those. I mean, I did my. Do you have your picks for for this weekend? You have your picks, or yeah, I have them in my. You want to give your? You want to give some picks out, or it's up to you. Yeah, you have 10 ask minutes. me what you. Yeah, sure. Ask me what you want to know. Okay, so obviously myself and Cole went through the card on Tuesday. You were there, Marcel. You guys can go back on Tuesday and watch the whole show for my picks. But I'd like to hear Marcel's picks. Let me let me get your thoughts on a few of these fights, Marcel. I know some of your picks already because you were given some, but uh, what about this fight? Because I'd like to hear your thoughts on this one. Julian Robertson against Matt Miranda Maverick. Who are you picking in this one? Yeah, it's a horrible fight to pick, to be honest, man, because I think Maverick looked really good in the UFC debut against Liana Jujua. And the fight got stopped after after five minutes because of that uh, broken or nose or cut on her nose from uh, Jujua. Um, Robertson does look really decent in the UFC, but when she gets stopped up an opponent, she she doesn't, you know, against uh, Barbara, she didn't look good. Or last time out against Taylor Santos, she didn't really look good. She got oh, actually overpowered by Taylor Santos, who sent her twin sister in a UFC debut against Mara Romero Barella, because after that, she, uh, she's she been doing amazing. I don't know what happened in that debut. Um, and Jillian Robertson also lost to Myra Bueno in a fight she was winning until she got uh, she, she got submitted in the first round. Um, it's really tough for me. I'm going with a safe pick in this one. I'm going with Robertson via decision. Oh, really? But, that, uh, the safe yeah. pick, eh? That's the, that, she's the underdog. Yeah, I think it's a safe pick, man. Wow. I think, uh, if, if I don't go with a safe pick, I would go with Maverick via stoppage. But uh, I'm going with Robertson. I think she can uh, add out a decision in this one. You guys know I'm on the opposite end of them on this one. I like Maverick, but we'll see what happens. It's an interesting fight. I see a lot of people on Robertson. Don't get me wrong. Um, what were your thoughts on this fight, Marcel? Uh, Phil Rowe against Gabe Green. Uh, Phil Rowe, one fight in the UFC, but, man, a huge reach advantage in this fight. Uh, Gabe Green, one fight in the UFC, lost. Uh, sorry, Rowe hasn't fought in the UFC. a contender series fight. What do you think of this matchup, though? Yeah, man, it's uh, Gabriel Green. It's the second fight. He fought against Daniel Rodriguez in the UFC. It was short notice debut. For Rowe, it's also his first, it's his first fight in the UFC after coming from a contender series win against Leon Shabazian. Both guys have a win against Leon Shabazian, by the way. Sorry, Leon, if you see this, I'm sorry, man. You're probably going to smash me in the next podcast. But, um, yeah, I mean... Green has looked much better in his career, in my opinion. He has a uh, lot, lot more better wins against some, some, some well-respected names in the game. Uh, Rowe, he didn't look good in, in the second round uh, against Leon, but he lost the first one. Uh, third round, he finished it. Um, I would be Gabriel Green all the way in this one, man. I think Green is... Uh, I don't know if he's the favorite, but he should be, and I'm taking Green via... I think even the stoppage in the second or third round. He's a small favorite. He's... Uh... Minus one forty, right. and Roe actually. I'm just, it's on best fight odds. He's listed under Philip Roe for this fight against Shabazzian was a huge underdog in that fight one. So I I got to be honest, man. I think with the physical advantage, he's a huge reach advantage in this fight. You guys know I like that, so that's one of the main reasons I'm taking here. But you know, it's Gabe Green is he had the one fight he looked pretty good, so it's an interesting fight. The Simone Keller fight. I'm assuming you're taking Simone in that one. Is that fair to say? Yeah, you're assuming that's correct. I assume he's correct. How about Ewell and, and Gutierrez? Uh, what about that one? 
I'm uh, I'm I'm taking Gutierrez wins this fight. I think uh, you're picking probably apart with with low kicks or leg kicks. Yeah, yeah. man, and uh, a decision. Yeah, definitely a decision. Yeah, I think it goes a distance. But again, you guys know I like Ewell's reach, eight inch reach advantage. That is huge. Pollyanna, Vienna, Mallory, Martin. This is a tough fight to call. I, I picked Martin, but it's tough. What do you think? Yeah, it's a horrible fight to call. To be honest, <laughs> let's be let's be true. I mean. Uh, Martin, she, she's a fun prospect, but I mean, she got she got handled by Verna Genderoba in her debut uh, against. She almost lost against Hannah Cyphers, man, but she came back with that uh, in the second round. Uh, Poliana Viana has looked good so far in the UFC, in my opinion, despite from her debut against Maya, back then Stevenson, now Kawawuana Hele or something. I, I can't pronounce it. I'm sorry. And then the last fight, she she looked good against Emily Whitmire. So. Um, for me, it's a 50-50 fight. I'm going with Poliana Viana split decision here. I, I, I'm not sure. Can be Martin as well. It's super, super close. Who did she marry that changed her name? Or was that her original name, the Kunaheli one? Is that her That's first her name? original name. And oh, then she, she was with Joe Stevenson. Oh, she was with Joe Stevens? I had no idea. I literally had no yeah. idea. She was oh, with this Joe is the girl from Tough from a few years ago. Yes, I kind of yeah. remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, that, that's a tough name to pronounce. Um, I think her name is now Beltran. She's with, she's with Joey Beltran now. So You're joking. Are you serious? No, I'm serious. She went from Joe, Joe Stevenson, the little guy, to Joey, big Joey Beltran, the heavyweight. Are yeah. you kidding me? Well, good for her. <laughs> um, next fight, Bilal Muhammad, Daniel Lima. Is it safe to say you're taking Bilal? Yeah, man, I think his wrestling is too rude in this fight. Yeah, yeah me too. Um, and then same with Rodolfo Vieira and Hernandez. You're taking Rodolfo by submission? Yeah, I feel bad for Hernandez that they match him up with It's a bad matchup, right? I think it is. Yeah. It looks like a bad matchup. I think Rodolfo is the real deal. Um, they just put this on the main card. Bobby Green, Jim Miller. Uh, this is a close fight. Two veterans. Very like similar like, kind of matchup, I guess, to a lot of Bobby Green's recent fights. I feel like he's going to win the decision here. What do you think? It's pretty easy. It's either Miller in the first round or Bobby yep. Green via decision. So I'm yep. going with Bobby Green. I agree. I mean, Jim could get that armbar guillotine. Probably jump at Gilly. That's probably what yeah. he'd want to do. But I think... I think Green, too. Uh, Patolo and Marquez. I've seen some people on Patolo here. It's a close fight, I think. Uh, I took Marquez on the podcast. I'm actually going to take him by submission. I think he can actually get the submission, but this is a, this is kind of a weird fight, man. The layoff, three-year layoff, bro. It's a long time. What do you think? I mean, I really like Patolo, man, but it's hard for me to pick someone who who got who lost against Callum Potter in his debut. Dude, man. I know. I, so I know. Shocked. I, know. I was Dude, shocked. When after the fight with Justin Sumter, I was like, this guy is incredible. Like, I thought his striking, yeah. the body shots... He goes in there and just gets dominated by a guy who's not good at all. I don't think he's yeah. on the UFC roster anymore, Callan Potter. No way, right? Oh, yes. He, he, he retired, I think. There you go. Um, yeah. Well, this fight, Gaslam and Heinish, because if you, you were on the podcast, I picked Heinish, so did Cole. I think he's got a chance here, man. What do you think? Yeah, same. I uh, I think Heinish – I think – Man, Gaslam, Gaslam is a is a good fighter, but I really would prefer him to go down to welterweight. Man, I think that's his real weight class. But uh, I know he doesn't want to. Um, he he lost, but against the top of the division, the middleweight. Don't forget that. Um, I think will be a close fight. Got a decision win for Heinish in this one because I think he he will edge it out. But uh, can't go either way in my opinion. I'm not sure in my pick, but I would go with Heinish. Um, Barber and Grasso co-main events. What do you think of that one? Yeah, man, Bucky Barber is going to hate me, but I'm going with Grasso in this one. Um, I think um, ex uh, experience and uh, and all that kind of stuff will do is pretty big in this one. And I think Alexa Grasso, we, we know her 
her ground game isn't really great. She has she's more of a stand up fighter, but uh, I think she can hand, she can handle uh, Barbara on the ground. Um, although Barbara, uh, don't get me. Maybe I say that in the wrong way. I think Barbara is better on the ground, but I think she can she can fight Barbara with Barbara on the ground. She won't win a fight on the ground with Barbara, but she can fight with her on the ground. I think Russell will try to keep it standing. Um, I got the decision win for Alex on this one. And last one, main event, Usman Burns. I picked Usman by decision. What's your thoughts? Yeah, man, I really like uh, Gilbert Burns. Uh, he's a great fighter, you know, but uh, stylistically, if you look, I think Burns has a slight advantage in the stand-up. Um, ground, I think Burns has some slick jiu-jitsu, but, man, we all know that a lot of jiu-jitsu guys have a lot of problems with uh, some heavy wrestlers. And surprise, surprise, Usman is a very heavy wrestler. So, um if I'm 50-50 on the fight, I always go with the wrestler. So uh, for me, Kamaru Usman in this one, unanimous decision win. Um, I I hope it will be a fun fight, but it can be a really snoozer as well if Usman can uh, can keep getting that, that uh, if he can get the takedown quickly and he can control Burns on the ground. Although it will be difficult because Burns is not, uh, is not bad on the ground. He's actually a, a BJJ black belt. I think he's a world champion in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as well uh, before yeah. he went to, the, to, to MMA. So he's a good fighter. I like, really like Gilbert Burns, but uh, I think Usman uh, takes a unanimous decision. Yeah, I pretty much agree with that. And again, like I, I really want to take Burns actually. He could win. He's a big underdog, so I think the odds are a little bit too high on Usman. But, again, Usman has so many advantages in this fight. The wrestling, the reach, um, the age, the height, uh, the striking outputs, everything, the chin. I think everything he's got a little bit of an advantage on. Adam, man, how, how much trouble would the UFC be in if this fight doesn't... Dude, if they get COVID, if, if someone yeah, gets COVID or... Dude. You can't do the pay-per-view then. They have to put... A, <laughs> remember when Johnny Hendricks fought Stephen Thompson a few years ago? And, yeah, yeah. Like, and they put it on free TV. They're like, we can't do this. Yeah. The pay-per-views. I think that would happen, and it would ha- probably be the worst main event of all time between Barbara. But they and don't Crossing. learn from that kind. Of, they don't learn from those kind of stuff, man. And they, they keep doing they that. Hard, hard to be fair, and it fell off because of COVID as well. So that yeah. that should have been their their heads up. Last question, Marcel, from uh, these guys, yeah. and then we're we're gonna plug our stuff, okay? JCSO says Burns had problems in clinching the cage uh, against Gunnar Nelson most recently. Usman is king there. Dude, I agree completely. That's where I think the fight ends up being decided, just like Masvidal. Even if Usman can't get takedowns versus Marcel, I think he could be the strong guy and push him against the fence. Last question. You want to answer that? Go ahead. Yeah, Usman has just a very high fight IQ. So I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't exactly. be smart fighter too. And then JCSO, last question for today. Have you guys spoke about Jones and Stipe? Jones versus Stipe, Francis Winter. Great podcast as normal. Thanks, man. Uh, we've talked about a little bit, I think, the last couple of weeks. Jones, apparently, according to Dana White, is going to fight the winner of the 250, 260 main event. And I'm, I'm all for that. That's not a problem with me. You know what I mean? Uh, they, need, they need Jones fighting for that belt right away. You can't risk him fighting someone else. Um, I think it's fine. And, any last thoughts on that, Marcel? Um, I mean... They're gonna do it anyway, and I, I don't yeah. really mind. You know, Jones is a uh, proven uh, one of the best guys ever. So yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm cool with it. And as good as like TJ is, and, I, and some people would say like there's a comparison to me here. I just think what Jones has done is just you know we've all wanted to see him and fight it heavyweight for years. Now he's gonna do it. We're not gonna let something stop this. And then Marcus says, "Great show, love the chemistry you guys have." Thanks, man. I love Marcel too. He's one of my uh, my big friendly uh, friends here that we got on the podcast. We got Marcel. We got Cole. We got some great guys coming on and. Obviously, all you guys in the chat, man, you guys kill it for us. It wouldn't be fun if we didn't have you guys to interact with, honestly. So I appreciate that. Hopefully, we can get more viewers. We're trying. Marcel, plug your stuff, man. Let's get out of here. Uh, 
MMA DNA done now, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you want to see it, and Big Marcel24 on Twitter, Instagram, Instagram mostly for UFC announcements and Twitter for everything else MMA related. Sweet. I, I'm at MM Adam Martin. Find me on uh, Twitter, YouTube, the podcast available, maoddsbreaker.com, home of the podcasts, and then djpen.com, MMA ratings on that, mymmanews.com. And I forgot about this this fight, Marcel. We got I got 15 seconds left to talk about it really quick. Elias Theodoro, Canadian fighter, is returning to the cage against Matt Dwyer in March. The winner of that fight, if it's Theodoro especially, if he gets a stoppage, he might get another shot in the UFC. He did win his last fight by knockout. Have a great day, guys. We'll be back Monday. Enjoy UFC 2000.